Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. to Dayton, Ohio, the Dayton Flyers. Talk to their coach back home, Coach Trevor Andrews. Trevor, how you doing, man? Good to have the show for the first time, man. Yeah, awesome. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Anytime, anytime. I must ask you, man, you know, how's it feel to be back at your alma mater, place where you've won that? You, Dayton is you and you're a Dayton man. And how's it been, man, seeing people used to see back when you was there, when you played there, man? Uh, it's been great. You know, it's it, the support's been overwhelming from our from the community, our alumni base, uh, you know, the reconnecting with with people you haven't seen in, in a long time has been awesome. And uh, just, you know, it's hard to walk across the, the parking lot or, or or the grocery store without running into somebody uh, that, that you're reconnecting with. So that that part's been awesome. And just. Uh, the feeling of, of community that I had as a student athlete here and how well the university has run from the top down, you know, uh, I've always felt like everybody's pulling in the same direction here. Uh, and it was uh, great to be back and experience that as a, as a, as a coach, as opposed to a student athlete. So that's been awesome. Now for you, how much has it changed since you were a player there to, to now? How much has Dayton, you know, flyers change in your yeah, the uh, the the school itself obviously that they've they've gone through some transition with uh, with upgrades to facilities and buildings and things like that. You know, when I, when I was a, a player here, our weight room was very below average. Now we've got a great weight room. You know, the the academic buildings on campus are great. They've done some things with some facilities. They've expanded campus. It's a little bigger now. Uh, they moved across the street, but it's still got that, uh, you know, home connected feel to it. It's, you know, you're in a bigger city. There's 800,000 people in the Dayton area now in the metropolitan area, which, which that's grown since I went here. But when you come to campus, it still feels like a, a, its own community. Um, they did, they did some good upgrades facility wise. UD arena is second to none. I feel like when I go there, I'm going to an NBA game. When I go to watch a basketball game. You know, they had the first four there last week. It was awesome. Um, and then we've, we've got new practice fields football-wise. So uh, a lot of those things have upgraded. The football office used to be tiny. Now we've expanded that a little bit. So we're doing some things like that. Um, I, you know, the support here has been great. And, and Trevor, let me ask you this, man, because I know I played in FCS football. So I, I, know, mm -hmm. I know how it is always having split money, scholarships, that kind of thing. You are in the Pioneer Football League, was kind of a grand A thing. So, if you can mm -hmm. explain that to the listeners here who do who not wear first the way I am, you are about that, but how that works being grand A. Yeah, it's, yeah it, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting deal. It's it's um, FCS football kind of has different different levels to it, you know, and and there's 
the fully funded 63 scholarships. You know, FBS, there's 85 scholarships. So FCS, there's 63. But then there's leagues that that don't have 63 scholarships. Um, you know, and it's kind of between D2 and FCS. And then the Pioneer League and the Ivy League are non-scholarship. Uh, the Patriot League used to be non-scholarship. They moved up to, to go in scholarship now. So we're kind of like a, a, a little bit of a unicorn, I, I, I say, because it's 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 a need-based financial aid model. Um, but you've got the, the Division I uh, backing behind it. So you go through the the process with these with these recruits and now I'm back to using FAFSAs to see what their uh the federal government says their family can afford to pay for school and then you, there's there's a whole process and our league goes through it's 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 very thorough um but then we offer the package to them but it's 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 what any student would get to go here you know and in and, and that's kind of what it is but it's it's a it's a little bit of a niche uh and you know, I, I didn't, my first year recruiting like that in a long time, I didn't, wasn't really sure how it was going to go. Uh, but uh, we got in here and we, we signed a, a massive recruiting class. We, we, I, I got hired on December 1st and met our team. Then they took their finals and rolled out for three weeks. So I wasn't around them, but I was able to hire a staff, get them in place, get them ready to recruit. We went through all the recruiting stuff, but we ended up, we ended up signing a, a recruiting class. <laughs> But usually you spend a year plus on in two months. And uh, I'm, I'm excited with results, but you always say you'll never know. I'll tell you in two years how our recruiting class is, you know. No doubt. <laughs> you, never, like said, you never really know until you get them on the field. And yeah. to get, get them on the field, uh, how has spring practice been going for you? I know a lot of teams are getting going now. How has yeah. that been like you guys acclimate to your culture, how you do things, get them on the field, and kind of get a feel for what you have already before summertime comes? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, culture is a big thing for any Division One or any college program or high school program. You know, that, that feeds the whole thing. And this is kind of a unique deal because I was the first person to interview for the head coaching job here since 1977. Wow. Okay. Put that in your mind for a second. It's always been, all right, you know, Rick Carter was the head coach. He moved on. Mike Kelly took over. Mike Kelly coached through 07. His defense coordinator, Rick Chamberlain, took over. And then Coach Chamberlain retired. You know, Coach Chamberlain went to school here, stayed as a GA, became a position coach, became a coordinator, became a head coach, and then retired. He was here 50 straight years, never left. So I'm taking over a program that's been in, awesome hands since 1977 and the culture has been built since the 80s you know and, and that that's i was a part of that i want to continue a lot of the things that we've done and the it's always been a great senior leadership and player-led program uh so for me that was all right that's a big piece that I, while you still have to focus on it, there's an unbelievable foundation. And then, so now I can focus on, all right, what, what are our players, you know? And as you come in as a, as a head coach for the first time with a lot of new new staff members, right? You want to make sure that you, you give everybody a fair evaluation. And I, I love doing that in the spring anyway, getting reps to a lot of guys. Let's see what they can do, you know? You're not just getting your ones and twos ready to play a game anymore here. Let's see what our young guys can do. 
I always felt like spring football is when the young guys really can, you can really start coaching some of those guys that, that maybe are red shirted or, or maybe they didn't see the field too much. And the growth really, really can take place in spring ball. You got a day in between practices. So you can watch, you can watch the film, you can meet on it with them. You can really take it, take the mental approach to it in those off days from the field while you're still doing your lifts. Um, and I just, I just feel like you're able to grow. So uh, getting those guys out there, we, I think we're practice, uh, we have six down. So we're coming up on the halfway mark here for uh, our spring ball practice sessions. Um, our spring game will be on the April, April 2nd. Uh, so that'll be on Sunday. And, and then just between now and then, it's like these first four days, our first six practices, we really, hey, let's get the, it's all new language for them. We're putting in new offense, new defense, new special teams. So I always tell everybody, it's like learning a foreign language. You got that the same, right. The same word, you know, I always use some, some guys use spill as a defensive player or box, but somebody else may call it pry and cage. It's just a translation. So you're going through the translation of everything, but getting them acclimated to that, getting them acclimated to how we want them to practice. Cause it's a totally different style now of how, how we're doing it. Uh, so the guys on our team have been awesome that, you know, they've, they want to be coached, which is great, right? They want to be coached. They want to work hard. They've got a whole new set of coaches they need to impress. So everything's going good now, you know, and every, the support from the administration has been great. I keep telling everybody, now listen, guys, we haven't played a football game yet. We, we just got to win some football games too, or it's going away now. So, but yeah, it's been great. No, nah, you're right about that language. I know even I played the college of Tennessee State. Yeah. We had a new coordinator. It used to be 22 was two-man. You know, he came and new guy came, it was blue, was, was, yeah. was, was two-man. So there were different languages. We used to hearing something the whole time. Oh, 22 yeah. is two-man. No, no, blue is two-man now, not 22. Yeah. Exactly. And then multiply that by 50, right, or 100, because there's, yeah. it's all those different words. So that's crazy. And so you're you're basically a foreign language teacher for the first few weeks, and then then they they think like you did, right? They're thinking, all right, blue blue means twenty two. Now, and so you're translating your head. You've got to eliminate the thinking, right? If you think, yes. you think, because if you're thinking when everything's going a million miles an hour, you're going to struggle. So we've got to get the thinking part out of it. So that's that's you know why we're fortunate to have these spring practices and. And, you know, now that we're able to do some walkthroughs with some different things now that we didn't used to be able to do, that's been great. No doubt. And, and you know what, you know, Coach Antonio, he says, man, you know, my, I, Mike Rose knows this, but my dad was a coach too. He's eight, three years old. My dad still drops down plays. I watched a game with my father, XFL. Is that, what's, what's that son? Dad, I know it's inside zone. You got to ask me. I know. <laughs> he still quizzes me. So my question to you is, what makes you want to become, become a coach? I know for me, I saw my father. I was like, nah, I kind of want to be around the radio side of things. But yeah. I got you one got you one to be a coach. Yeah, no, my dad was a coach, high school coach, right? And so, you know, Mike and I were together. We were young coaches, and you know, we were we we thought we knew everything, you know, back at the, in the Randolph Macon days. Uh then you find out pretty shortly there's a lot of guys that know a lot more ball than you do. My dad was a coach, my brother's a high school coach in our hometown. And so I grew up around it. I've missed two practices probably since I was eight years old. And that was because I had children being born. So uh, I've, I've been around it. I actually thought I was going to go into broadcasting. When I graduated from high school, I was going to be, I was going to be you. 
you know, and, you know, Dan Patrick went to Dayton. So there was that. And so he was the biggest name on sports center at the time. And, and, and so I was here probably about a semester and I just got around the coaches here. And I was, I was like, wow, I could be like these guys. Like they're really elite coaches and, and there's elite coaches on every level from high school to the NFL. There's really good coaches and find their niche. You know, I was fortunate to be in a program that had, the most stability was here back then it was here in Penn state and William and Mary and other place I was at, right. Where they had long time sitting head coaches. Uh, my favorite part about the recruiting process became not when you recruit a kid, not when they play for you, but it's five years after they play for you when they come back and bring their families and, and that culture is still there that they played in. I love that about it. And this is a place where I can do that, you know, and, and uh, I've always uh, valued that when I was 23 years old. I didn't even think about that stuff. But as I, I stayed at William & Mary for a long time, I got to got to figure that out. And I learned from some great guys, great head coaches over the years. And, and uh, you know, there's the, the, you, Dayton's a place where you can still do that in this era of NIL and transfer portal. I can still do the job like it was originally intended. And it's, I use the word all the time. It's just, it's really refreshing. You got there, right, Coach Andrews? I see, I see on, on, I, I, for my dad's birthday, my father's day for my father, all his old players call and text him. He's always going to an event or a wedding. He was eight, three years old. And they not move around fast as he used to. But I'm telling him to see his players, you know, even in his, his advanced age, they his impact he had on them. Whereas profound, I'm 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 his only biological child. It's me. But he got mm-hmm. so many other players who reach out to him all the time. Who are older than me right now? Exactly, exactly. And I, I get that. So I get the same thing from my dad's players. You know, he he coached at one place for a long time. Our high school where I went, where my brother's now the head coach. So I've got a lineage back there since the school started. You know, in in the late '60s, and so I've got that side of things. And then I've got the William and Mary side of things where I was there 18 years. And then I've got my UD community where I'm, you know, back at Dayton. And, and so I've got, I've got a ton of that going on. I know exactly what you're talking about. No doubt. And if, you know, for me, uh, Trevor, this man, I love how the game has gotten more wide open. I feel like for me, coming out when I came out in 08, the slot receiver or the smaller safety that I've kind of played with receiver and safety, it, was, it wasn't in vogue like it is now. Because you had to cover the nickel now and have a guy who's in the side who's fast. So yeah. I missed that boat. I feel like I was a little bit younger. <laughs> I could have had a, a bigger chance in the NFL where they were getting cut in training camp because right. I feel like they're having a shorter receiver who can move in the shifty of play against man or zone when the option routes, I could have did it very well. But hey, right. It was before my time, before West Buff and Amandolo guys made it popular now. Dude, and I run into this all the time. I run into a linebackers, right? You used to have a big, stiff linebacker that played tackle to tackle downhill and was a dude, right? And there's not a place for that guy anymore. That guy is now a defensive end, if anything, right? There's guys that got scholarships, you know, Big Ten, SEC scholarships back then that were that dude. And now there's not a place for him in that position. It's totally changed. Your corners are safeties. (laughs) You know, your safeties are nickels or linebackers. You know, you look at the size of some of the NFL linebackers, you know, there's still some big ones, but I mean, Darius Leonard, or excuse me, Shaquille Leonard is, I mean, he's, he's not 220, is he, you know, and he's playing inside linebacker in the league. I mean, 
speed is the name of the game. There's no doubt about it. You know, speed, hips, fluidity, you got to have it because those offenses, man, they cheat now. They cheat. They dink and dunk and get guys in space, and they're smart for doing it. And then they, they always turn and look at the sideline and get in the bet. They got the chalk last all the time. It's crazy. Yes, indeed. You know, at Tennessee State, we ready Larry Levin as the personnel. I was the, the slot guy, so we had one back once I did. So we was, we was doing that in 04 to 08. When I played there, we was the level personnel the whole time. So it's like, so for me, it's like, it was kind of head of the game with Coach Parker. We, we played level personnel the whole time. Sometimes yeah. we, we went four wide playing 10, you know? So it was like, like so I like, I had fun being able to do, do dummy motion and see if you're man zone to, to declare. That was fun to me. And, you know, yeah. my father hated He was always old school. He wants to have two backs, pro set, strong, weak. And I, dad, <laughs> he hates it. But I said, this is this is where it's going. And I, oh. I think I was right about it back then. When I told him it was going this way. Yeah. I mean, as much points as those early spread teams, the run and gun, you know, they, they were putting points up. And, and you know, it evolves. It, it comes back to things. I'm starting to see two back stuff again. And and basically they're getting the two back with the second tight end and they just move them off the ball and do all the same plays. Defense is caught up to it. So now the defense has got smaller and faster. So now the offense, well, let's put another tight end in. Let's yeah, get bigger. Along now. They're going 12 and they're running power. They're running power. Well, 13 running, even. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Because no these doubt. tight ends can be receivers now. Uh, th that's a beauty, right? You got if you got those hybrid tight ends, what are you calling on defense? It just it limits what you can do. You got two tight ends. They might be in a 12 personnel set running power and counter, or they could be in a 10 personnel set dinking and dunking with a jet motion, you know, all you know, with the same group. I mean, shoot, Peyton Manning made a living off of it, right? So yes. uh, you know, Dallas Clark. I mean, who knows? You know, those guys, those guys are highly sought after those those big tight ends that can do it all at every level from from high school to the nfl and we have pits here in atlanta now and johnny smith just traded down here so we got two with the falcons here who we just get into a first nail and play play off of that because okay we we'll switch you out wide now we're in 10 what you gonna do there you just slow linebackers on the field now like you say it's it's a just a matchup type of these hybrids we can run like it's like basketball right you get your matchups <laughs> and, and you can see it in the scores of the games like Teams, it's about it's about matchups. Like you don't match up well with a with the team, you're gonna get exposed, and and you see it, you see it every week with some scores that catch you. Man, I thought that was gonna be closer when you look at the records, right? It was, wasn't a good matchup, and you gotta show up every week. You gotta be ready to play, or you're gonna get blasted. You know, this is college football. These we take it seriously. You got that right, and you know what? What's fun about football for me, Trevor? This man, it's such the ultimate team sport, man, and for, for me. Football taught me about people, man, because playing football, man, I learned about different backgrounds, different cultures, man, about how football connects us all together. We learn about each other. And like, we go on football, it's not about what's going worse, it's about us winning the game together, representing that name in front of the jersey, man. So I love the game of football so much, man. Dude, I, tell, I say this to everybody that comes through the door here. What if the rest of the world was run like a well run college football team? What a great place it would be to live. You've got people coming from all different backgrounds, all different upbringings, right? And you can bring those guys together and and get them all on the same page and compete for a championship. Like you're the, the number of different factors we deal with on a daily basis. I mean, you're putting 110, 120 guys together in a room 
and, and you can get them to work together towards achieving a goal, man, you know, and, and I love the fact that you can get a diverse team, kids from everywhere and get them to work for something and get them to have fun doing it. That's the bottom line. Let's, let's compete our butts off, but let's have a great time. And, uh, and it becomes a brotherhood and those bonds, your college teammates, you know, right. I mean, your boys for life. There's, yes. I mean, you can pick up the phone right now. You have the blood, sweat, and tears invested. Those guys will be there for you today, right? Just like that. And and there's not a, a lot of play, a lot of things in the world that have that many people that, that could do that. You know, basketball, you got 12 to 15 guys, right? Shoot, D1 basketball's got more more coaches now than they got players. So yes. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. So, you know, every every player's got their own personal uh guy watching them, I feel like. You watch those coaches. I watch the the the, the first four here, and I, the the players run in, and there's just that many support staff walking. Yes, up. crazy, right? And I'm like, how? I'm like, you all are at lower D one. How are you affording this? This is going. This is going through my head. I'm like, so I know in my school they they, they can't afford it in my school. I know yeah. that for sure. Yeah, yeah like, they got. Everybody wants to be a coach now. Everybody wants to coach until until the day the day after the game. They don't. They Except me, I do really coach. I do really. It's not for me, because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm. Look here, I'm too. I'm too. I'm too competitive. I will. You see, you 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 all have more that patience than I do. If I show you how to run a run a play a few times, I'm like, you should know it by now. Because yeah. I just I'm wired where you show me someone one two times, I got it. Yeah. But I, players aren't wired, that some of them need more reps than that. I know I couldn't be a coach. I don't get impatient too too fast. Yeah. It's it, everybody learns differently, right? And you're dealing with kids that have learning disabilities, or they learn differently. There, you've got to find as a co a good football coach. Well, especially the position coaches, right? They got to find out what each player, what makes them go, and help them reach their potential. Because it's going to be different. There, you're going to have guys like you that got it, right? You're going to have guys we call rep guys that need more reps. You're going to have guys that need to experience it then watch themselves do it on film and then you show a clip of maybe that same play that someone in the nfl did or something like that and then they got it right so with when the light goes on it goes on and that's probably one of your favorite moments as a coach when okay this guy was struggling to get it but when they get it and then they get the confidence and you can see them start to get close to the athlete you were recruiting to you know you help them reach that potential. That's that's the most rewarding part of the whole thing. And and it sucks to go through it with some of those guys because they get frustrated because, you know, Johnny's getting it. I, we came in the same year. Johnny's getting it. He's got it. Well, all of a sudden, the light goes on, and then he passes Johnny, you know. And that's that's rewarding. No doubt. And let's get, I got one for you, Coach Andrews, this man. In Dayton, I've been there a few times to see, to see Anthony Grant and them play a few times. Yeah, sure. What what is where's where's a good spot to eat in the day when people date and see you all play? What's a good spot for us to eat here when I bring my staff with me, Rico and the guys in the back with me? Where, where should we go eat at in Dayton, man? What, what what do you want? We we like barbecue and original chicken, bro. We love all well, that, you, man. Now, now let me tell you something. You don't go from the south to the north to get barbecue. We, we love it though. We love it. <laughs> That's our food choice. Barbecue. I don't have the barbecue spot for you yet, which is strange because the, the guys that know me in Virginia, the high school coaches know me. They know that I had a book that I took with me recruiting. I had the barbecue spots mapped with the high school. So I, cause I love to go try the different ones, you know? So 
uh, you know, Troy Taylor always teases me this day every time I talk to him. Uh, you know, he's he's down at LC Bird there in, south of Richmond, and he every time I talk to him, he's always talking about dig on. Uh, all right, what barbecue spot you going to today, Coach? So no, you know, right by campus now, the Pine Club is the famous steak place. You know, okay. so you got you get cash only. All right, uh, old school, old school. Remind you going, you know, Sinatra era steak steakhouse, right? And then right next door to that, you got Milano's, where they, where I'll have my coaches show. I think this this fall, which is a a really good UD campus, but good food, good good wings, good pizza. Um, if you want wings now, you got my my spot right now is Sliders. Okay, Sliders. sliders. We, that's that's my wing spot. Rico, we there, got Rico, Rico, Rico right there, Rico. Some of my producer Rico write that down back there. Yeah. Sliders, because when we, we go travel, we, we like to go travel, see everybody we have on show play. Love doing that. Show you all yeah. support. We love to come. You see Absolutely. us in person on the field supporting you. That's what we do here in the Boss Man Show. So we love to eat when we get there. We love to have some good food and take pictures of it. But I, I listen to see, hey, we with the dating. That's what we had to date today. So we really love doing that for our, our listeners and our fans out there. Awesome, yeah. They, they they'll 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 know. They'll check them out. They got good burgers there too. So, no doubt. Well, Coach Andrew, it's been fun to have you on the show, man. It's going to chat with you, man. A ball coach, you know, talking ball, which is really good. I love ball still this day, man. So, thank God for radio. Let me stay stay near ball, man. Because without it, I don't know what I'd be doing, man. I've not had a real job yet. I'm only doing radio, so I'm loving life. <laughs> good for you, man. Enjoy that life. Have fun with it. You know, I'm sorry. You have to cheer on the you go watch your Hawks tonight, but you're having <laughs> yeah, a better year. You're having a better year than my Pacers. I can promise you that. Well, I'll see the Pacers on Sunday in Atlanta, Saturday in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. They better, they better bring the A game now. If Tyrese plays, we have if Tyrese plays, we're in trouble. <laughs> if Tyrese plays, we're in trouble. Well, so if he plays, hey, we're 500 team. So you never nice. know with us. Now you are you going? Do you do every every every? You go around? Will you follow the Braves and the Falcons? Everything? I, I, the Braves is my offseason. I, I, I the Falcons and the Hawks. Yeah, right on. Because because he because I I have to have off me a summertime. I used to do all all three. Yeah. By Russ, I had no time off. So whatever so whatever the Hawks in, I in. Now I come yeah, back yeah. training camp with the Falcons. So I give me awesome. a few months to myself. Good deal. Good deal. Well. Enjoy it, man. It's uh, it's fun to be, you know, it's nothing better than NF, uh, college sports, pro sports. I mean, you get those teams. I, I'm, a, I'm like a White Sox, Chicago White Sox junkie. So like, I, I follow them religiously and probably too much. Uh, but, uh, but I love it. You know, it's funny though. I'm actually a White Sox fan. It's my, it's my, my backup team because WGN in Atlanta. Grew yeah. up, I was had the Braves on TBS. I had WGN watching the Cubs and White Sox. Yeah, I chose the White Sox over, over the Cubs. So the Watson actually actually because of WGN, my backup yeah. team. You know what? You like you chose it because all the rappers were the White Sox hats, not because of WGN. Well, well, no, well, I, I love the hat though. It matches yeah. what I had. Yeah, I feel it, you, man. It matches what I, I, I had, man. Of them myself. And then Ozzy Gein, a former Brave, became a. Became the White Sox man, so it's cool because I knew Ozzy again personally. Yeah. Oh, well, now let me tell you something. That's a trip for you right there now because that that man's got a mouthpiece on him like none other. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, you, I, I can imagine spending twenty minutes with that man and 
A, trying to figure out what he's saying, B, laughing hysterically. Like every other word, you gotta pick up certain words. You have oh, to pick yeah. up a word here. Okay, I see where it's going, Ozzy. I got you. Dude, I got when I was I was probably about eight or ten years old. I got Ozzy's rookie card autograph. You know, back then that you could go before they had the nets up, you you get there early, get them signed. So all those guys I grew up watching, and I, I got I got to this day I got my '86 Fleer Ozzy Guillen autograph card. Yeah, that was those are the times, man. You know, I'm happy to Graves won. It was it was bad because I feel like when I stopped covering the team, the team wins all winning championships. But for me, I I, I live south of town, so going to New, New Braves Fields, it's it's a haul for me. Yeah, because they yeah. Moved th 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 those thirteen miles in Atlanta makes a big difference. <laughs> I I tell you, I I went. My dad would all he was great when we'd go on vacations. We'd always stop somewhere. Well. I think he we stopped at Fulton County Stadium to see the Braves play the Expos. I was a youngster now, Expos. Nobody knows what that is anymore listening here. But uh Pete Rose was playing for the Expos and he wanted us he wanted us to watch Pete Rose play football or play baseball because of you know Charlie Hustle. So we went and he got he had, you never knew what position Pete Rose was playing. He might, you know, so he found out what he was playing and we went and sat in left field, right? So he wanted us to be able to watch how hard he played the game. So that's that's my only Atlanta baseball story. I went to see it, Dale Murphy against Pete Rose. But Chipper Jones made me start hit, hitting left-handed. Because mm -hmm. I saw him do it. I told him so how, so how I hit left-handed. Chipper Jones, I loved it. Now, I never understood this about the Braves, why Greg Maddox had his own personal catcher, 80 Perez. I never understood that about Greg Maddox, but he always had his own personal catcher. Like, when he didn't have, he didn't have any Lopez in there. How Lopez should be our any Perez, but yeah, like, Max, hey, you got Javi in there, you might get a couple more run support, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was my childhood, man. I was, why, why is this going on? Why is Great Max doing this to us? We should have in Lopez. Nah, we should not have in any Perez, but it's funny getting older, you got to come to the team, meeting those guys who I grew up cheering for, like the Hawks. Dominique Wilkins was my hero. Now, yeah. now, 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 work with the guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark Bowman for the the Braves guy. He's a Dayton guy. Okay. Went to school with him here. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say hey I'll say hey this is an interview brother I, it's somebody who knows you. <laughs> that you is so me. much fun. But coach, it was good talking to you. Man, do this again real soon. Hope to see you real soon, man, for sure. Absolutely, anytime. Thanks for having me. Thanks, coach. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.